0: SOS Radio on demand.
1: It changed my heart.
0: On demand.
1: It changes your life.
0: Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. They say you can't walk away from organized crime, but one guy has. His name is Michael Franzese. We're talking with him today at Swiss Radio. He was a part of the Colombo crime family in the 80s, and took a plea deal, walked away after he met a woman that he wanted to be with. and She was a Christian. She said, Mike, you can't live this way. I love you. I care about you, but we can't be together if you're going to walk through a life of crime. Well, to make
1: a long story short, my dad was the underboss of the Colombo crime family back in the 60s, and uh, so I co- sort of grew up in that life, but my dad originally didn't want that life for me, he wanted me to go to school, be a doctor. I was on that road uh, until he got in some real serious trouble back in the 60s. He was indicted several times and eventually uh, convicted in federal court and sentenced to 50 years in prison. And I was a pre-med student at Hofstra University at that time and and lost interest in school. Joe Colombo was the boss of my family. He kind of took me under his wing. You know, I realized that if I didn't get on the street and help my dad out, that he would die in prison. And I I really loved my dad. I mean, he was uh, very special to me. And I I idolized him really as a kid growing up. So I went to see him in Leavenworth and I told him, Dad, I'm not going to school anymore. If I don't get on the street and help you out, you're going to die in here. And He was upset about it, didn't originally want that for me, but he knew my mind was made up. I was pretty headstrong as a kid, and he said, son, if you're going to be on the street, you need to be on the street the right way, and in his mind, the right way was to become a member of his life, so he sent word back to New York. He proposed me for membership in the Colombo family. And uh, I was in kind of like a pledge period for a year after meeting with the boss and, and him telling me, you know, I would do whatever I needed to do uh, uh, to prove myself worthy to become a member of that life. And after about a year, I guess I did that. And it was Halloween night, 1975, that I took an oath and became a sworn me- made member of the Colombo crime family. And, you know, I was in that life for uh, many, many years. I was a soldier. You come in as a soldier. And then in 1980, I was made a captain, capo regime. You know, I... I- lived that out from 1980 until about 93 when I consider myself formally removed from the lives.
0: So you see all these movies like Goodfellas or The Godfather, Casino and they talk about being a made guy. What does that really mean? Well, a made
1: guy is a guy that's uh, been proposed for membership in the family and uh, eventually takes the oath it's a blood oath that you take. You actually go through a ceremony and you become a, a sworn, made member of that life. And you know, in that life, it's a, it's an honor and it's a privilege to be part of it. You know, you're invited into the inner circle, so to speak, and you got to live by the rules and policies of that life. And and basically, that's it. I mean, it's it's a very serious oath that you take because uh, it's a very serious life.
0: Imagine the pressure of making 5 to $8 million per week. We're talking with Michael Franzese. He was a leader in the Colombo crime family. And he's talking with us today on SWS Radio. And back in the 80s, that's what he was pulling in. They said that he was one of the biggest earners in the history of organized crime since like Al Capone. And Michael, being involved in that kind of lifestyle, obviously it's not for the faint of heart, but how do you go about just walking away when God gets a hold of you and you're just like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to change. How do you do that without going into some sort of witness protection program?
1: Well, you know, you don't really. I mean, there's no, you know, when you they say when you come into that life, you're told you either leave in a coffin or uh, you do what others have done and join the government, enter a witness protection program. Obviously, I've done neither. And, and honestly, Scott, there's no blueprint for walking away from that life. I didn't. uh I can't tell you I had a, uh, you know, a real plan in mind. Although I, I didn't know what I wanted to try to do, and. um you know i had a struggle for many many years when i walked away uh, my dad disowned me and you know the boss of my family who's now doing life in prison you know he immediately put a a contract out on me and i i had a a number of years uh, where i had to be really very very careful and uh you know i'm never totally out of the woods but so much has gone on in the past several years so many of the guys that i ran with are either dead or in prison for the rest of their life i guess You know, I just made it and quite honestly, you know, the bottom line for me is that I became a person of faith and I really do believe with all my heart that God has had a different plan and purpose for my life and and that's the reason I am where I am today.
0: So what was it in your life that made you realize, you know what, I need to make a change? Well,
1: you know, you don't really know the life that well until you get into the life. And especially in my case, I mean, I was 21 when I was proposed and came into the life a year later. And of course, I grew up with my dad, but you know, he didn't share the secrets of that life with me. You're not supposed to do that with anybody outside of the life. So once you get in, you start to see what it's all about. But even then, that would have never caused me to walk away. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I don't make any excuses. I was full-fledged mob guy all the way. They were grooming me at one point to be the boss. Uh, the boss had a, a son, he and I were going to take over. You know, I was in it all the way, and and uh, I met a young girl. I was uh, filming a movie. I was in the business, and I met a young girl who is now my wife, and She was a young girl of faith, and uh, I realized that if I was going to spend my life with her, and I wanted to, I fell very much in love with this young girl, that i have to make some changes because our lives didn't add up. She was, uh, you know, sincere about her faith, and I knew that it would be very hard for her to be with somebody like me. So, you know, I had to make a choice, and, um, you know, it's amazing because it was never on my radar screen to walk away from that life, but then I met her, and things started to happen in my mind and my heart, and... Eventually, I decided to make the move, and, you know, like I said, it was a struggle for a long time. We went through many years of heartache, and, uh, but it seems to have all worked out.
0: You're not even going to believe some of the questions I'm about to ask a former mobster. I'm Scott on Swiss radio. Watching movies based on the mob it's one thing, but actually being involved in that lifestyle, it's serious. We're actually talking with a guy who walked away. He was considered the highest earner in the history of organized crime. His name is Michael Franzese. Now, Michael, you were involved with the Colombo crime family in New York, but God got a hold of your heart, and I'm so curious to hear your story.
1: I did close to eight years as part of my uh, plan, I would say, to walk away. I became a major target of law enforcement. I was indicted several times. And uh, when I met my wife, they were preparing yet another racketeering indictment against me. Uh, The feds were in the Eastern District of New York. And my plan was to take a plea because I had beat them so many times. I had pretty pretty good success against them uh, in defending myself in five major trials. So... I told my lawyer, look, I'm going to take a plea. I'll do some jail time. We still had parole back then, not like today where you do 85%. I said, I'll do some jail time. I'll, I'll pay him some restitution. Uh, I'm going to marry this girl and move out to California. Maybe after I get out of prison, the guys realize, you know, I'd have parole and probation. You're not really allowed to associate with anybody. It's a violation when you're on parole. And I figure, you know, i live out in the West Coast. Maybe after 10 or 12 years, the guys in New York would forget about me. And, and that was kind of my plan. It didn't quite work out that way because it became very public when I walked away. And, you know, uh, it, it was just a whole, it was a whole struggle, Scott, to be honest with you. And uh, when I look back, it's kind of exhausting, uh, uh, the path that I took. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I've, uh, you know, I'm very fortunate, very blessed to be in the position I'm in today.
0: So, Michael, you had to see God's grace and his protection through this whole story, huh? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, you
1: know, I found out you don't realize at times what you're going through and that God does have a plan and a purpose until you start to experience the Lord, start to develop a relationship with him, and then start to look back on your life and, and where you are at a certain point. And you realize that there really is a plan for us and a purpose. And I don't think any of this, as a matter of fact, I shouldn't say I don't think, I know that none of this would have occurred had God not had a plan for my life. It's it's become very, very clear to me at this point in time.
0: Since we're talking to someone with a history in organized crime, I have to ask how you dealt with bullying with your kids. We're talking with Michael Franzese today at SWS Radio. He's a speaker and a best-selling author. And Michael, in your lifetime, you've dealt with some of the toughest bullies out there, and now you have kids. What have you taught your kids so they don't get harassed and bullied at school?
1: Well, you know, I, I was fortunate. My kids, uh, you know, I mean, they never really got, were exposed to that. They didn't, they, they weren't in that position, but, you know, I try to tell uh, the kids, you know, you've got to treat everybody the way you wish to be treated and, you know, try to walk away from situations that are uh, uh, you're just not going to be beneficial to you. And, um, again, they've been pretty fortunate. You know, when you've got a dad that's got a reputation, people tend <laughs> not to uh, bother you too much. So I think that was kind of helpful to them.
0: One of the partnerships we have here at Swiss Radio is with a prison reentry program it's called Hope for Prisoners. and We're talking with Michael Franzese on ESWIS Radio. He was involved in organized crime for years, and was considered one of the highest earners in the history of all of that. Michael, you spent eight years in prison yourself. Looking back on it all now, what do you think is the most effective way to speak into the lives of inmates after living through all of that yourself?
1: Well, you know, you can't really preach to them. you got to be able to relate to them. And, and certainly I understand what they're going through. Uh, I've been through it, and I understand how difficult it is in there. And I, I really try to tell them, you know, at the worst time of my life uh, in prison, you know, God really uh, touched my heart and gave me hope. And, you know, hopelessness is one of the things that inmates deal with the most, and it's the hardest emotion in life to deal with. I've experienced it and it's just crushing and if you can give them hope in the lord believe me it really has an impact i believe prison is fertile ground for god to do his work but you know it's like anything else scott you've got to approach people the right way they have to they have to believe you that you have to have credibility with them you got to you know just be able to communicate what god has done in your life effectively and what he can do in their lives and you know, I've I've been fortunate, I do a lot of prison ministry, and uh, I, I think we're having an impact, and uh, that's all you can hope for.
0: Paul was writing Philippians, which is a whole letter about having this internal joy right from prison, so.
1: Oh, absolutely. Look, there was times, I spent uh, 29 months and 7 days, to be exact, in the hole. I was locked down 24-7. And there was times, Scott, reading my Bible when I was joyous. And it's real hard to be joyous when you're in a hole, but you know, he just, the spirit filled me and, and filled me with hope and, and let me look forward to to what God might've had in store for me. And that's true of, of inmates that will take the Lord into their hearts. I've seen it happen many, many times where guys in there I'd walk around with smiles on their face, you know, Angola prison in uh, Louisiana, one of the most violent, bloodiest prisons in the in the country. And uh, a a, um, Christian warden took over about seven, eight years ago and didn't know what to do about it. He said, the only way I can eliminate the violence and the unrest in this place is by bringing the Lord in here. And, you know, most of those guys are doing life without parole, many of them uh, 40, 50, 60 years. And I went in there for a day and I ministered to these men. it's amazing to see guys that will never get out of prison have an inner peace and joy because they believe that the Lord uh, ultimately has a plan and will rescue them from this. Uh, And I don't mean necessarily here on earth. I mean, you know, in eternity. It it gives them a peace, and I've seen it, I've witnessed it, I've experienced it, it's real. And uh, I believe only God can do that.
0: We've been talking to Michael Franzese today at Swiss Radio, and he's written a series of books, some about his faith journey and some about business, but they all tell his story, and I'd encourage you to connect with him in those, but our pledge drive season is going on here at SOS Radio, and we're able to do our podcast It's just some of the extras and the special things that grow out of our radio show that's on Swiss Radio, and if you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Apple Music or on Spotify or iHeartRadio, or you just stream that through Swiss radio.net I'd encourage you to make a special one-time donation to help grow this podcast and keep the apps updated that we're doing with all of our technology behind it because it does cost money to put these things together and produce this and have the staff to put all the little extras and the editing in. And so thanks for contributing through Swissradio.net or opening up the SWIS Radio app and just clicking the donate button. You are appreciated. If you enjoy these podcasts, would you consider leaving it a five-star? rating it really helps other people to find it in the digital space hey thank you so much for all your generosity thanks for listening to the sos radio podcast with scott harold if this discussion encouraged you feel free to share it with your friends on social media